This is the House of Hockey podcast on the Hockey Podcast Network. Hockey is more than a game. It's a lifestyle. It's you, the diehard supportive fans, your favorite players who are on the team you cheer for and the organization who supports them. The companies that make your gear, bags, and beer league sweaters, the hockey moms and hockey dads, and everything else that makes this House of Hockey your home. Come on in. I'm Breezy. And I'm Ray Ray. And And this this is is our our house. house. Welcome to the House of Hockey podcast. This is episode 86 and I'm one of your hosts, Breezy. And I'm your other host, Ray Ray. And we probably know what is on everybody's minds this week because of my cheering for the Chicago Blackhawks and the recent news. (laughs) So we will, of course, be discussing that and I will share my thoughts and feelings on the entire uh, story. But I feel like before we just like dive into that like super heavy topic, which is really important to discuss and is not funny by any means, but it's a lot to, to to talk about um so yeah. why don't we start with something a little more fun like the fact that while we are recording this it is sunday october 31st happy halloween uh breezy's braves could clinch the world series when this episode comes out and be the world they could champions they could they could very much do so um it's super exciting i'm all decked out if no one can see uh super exciting uh i said it from the start my uh one of my coworkers is like do you think it's gonna go to game seven because i do and i was like no i think it's gonna go to game five it's gonna end on halloween and not everyone and it's gonna be more of people aren't gonna be afraid of freddy krueger they're gonna be afraid of freddie freeman the astro slayer and Freddie's been pretty silent, so I'm hoping that he's going to come out clutch and do some home runs today and just absolutely uh, destroy the Astros. Yes, that's a great analogy. Also, everybody, Breezy is wearing uh, a Braves jersey, players-type jersey, and a hat, and it looks like you're wearing pearls, which is a I little alarming. I am wearing pearls. Yeah. Why are you wearing pearls, Breezy? The girl who I don't think I've ever seen wear a single piece of jewelry. There's there's nothing that's that's cool, but why the fuck are you wearing pearls? (laughs) I mean, if you're not a Braves fan, I guess you would know or wouldn't know, but Jock Peterson is rocking the pearls this uh, playoff series. He didn't want to go with the gold chain, so he's with that. Jock Peterson was my favorite Dodger when he played for the Dodgers, so got to go with jock and the pearls i love it i love there it there you go i there support you go. your pearl wearing experience it's kind of like you're wearing a halloween costume almost kind of yeah and i was able to get a huge bag of pearls so i'm making everyone wear them around me and i was like just wear the pearls and they're like why and i'm like just do it <laughs> just put it on they're like oh man breezy's really spending too much time with that ray ray she's getting a little kooky over there and get a little crazy <laughs> Well, I wish you all the best in uh, the Baseball World Series uh, game tonight. And hopefully when this comes out, you will be celebrating. 
Yeah. And you know, what's crazy. I think that I am going to play the lotto because something happened Saturday, yesterday, but for when this comes out, something happened this past Saturday. I went four for four on games. The Preds won, the Kings won, the Leafs won, and the Braves won. Breezy, your luck is changing. Yes, I got to go win the lotto at this point. (laughs) I think you should go buy a Powerball ticket. (laughs) Right? That's what I'm saying. Four for four. Here we go. (laughs) Uh, That's exciting for you because it's not been like that in a long time in your world of of sports and W's. It, it has not. So, you know what? Every once in a while, every blue moon, every whatever moon, every mm-hmm. whatever's going on in the solar system, I'll take it. Well, your four for four wins is just as shocking as the fact that last week I said I had no plans for Halloween. And turns out, boo, <laughs> I went <laughs> out on Halloween night yesterday, whatever, the 30th, the Saturday. Uh, I got a last minute invite from a friend of mine here to join her at a, at a party at, at a bar. And <laughs> I had to borrow Antoni's uh, vampire Elvira costume. And wow. I, had, I bought a wig. I painted my face like white. I had fake blood dripping down my face. I still have my leopard print nails on. Um, it was actually really fun. I don't remember the last time I went out to a bar to like just go dancing and be social because they had it was a silent disco have you ever been to one of those I have not been to one but I have walked past one and I was like what the hell is going on (laughs) yeah it's actually really cool so they give you headphones to listen to the DJs and then you can avoid sort of like noise ordinance and stuff but also it's a just a fun experience to it, it changes the way you experience like the music and dancing and they uh-huh. had two different DJs. So you could switch the channels if you didn't like the song. And it was so funny to like take them off and then look at the people dancing and try to figure out like, what kind of song are they listening to? <laughs> and um, then you could actually converse with people. So like, if you wanted to talk to somebody, uh-huh. you know, you could like take them off and, you know, have a conversation, but it was super fun. I danced my butt off, which I haven't done in a long time. And that is my favorite part about going out that I've missed is just going dancing. Um, so that was really fun. And uh, the costume was well received and it's, oh, I love getting dressed up. So it was just the perfect storm of, uh, of events. Well, there you go. You went out and partied. I know everybody's just as surprised. You're just as surprised as I am. You're wearing pearls and I went out and partied. (laughs) (laughs) It's true. Uh, It's true. That's funny. Well, since COVID and everything like that too, you know, it's just been, it's just a different time. And before that, I mean, I would go out, like I go out to dinners. I'm not a total recluse, but you know, going out to like a bar and dancing and doing stuff like that is has I haven't felt the need to but I, I, just, what are, I filled my cup are like people like out like because you're in Maine for people yeah. that don't know this um are people like not wearing masks like big gatherings like it's fully open or what's what's the yeah deal? I mean you have you know you're supposed to be they're following the CDC guidelines of like you if you're vaccinated you don't have to wear a mask and it was a mixed bag. Like 
it wasn't at full capacity because like there's that's not the kind of place I went to (laughs) it was a pretty (laughs) low-key place Um, it was like a tented uh outdoor space and I was only really around the people I went with who were all vaccinated and you know but I I don't know I, I I felt fine okay so everybody is got their right to how they feel about all of that and right you know it wasn't crowded it there was you know airflow i wasn't grinding on anybody so i wasn't like breathing on strangers and like being like up close like i'm not 20 anymore at a frat party you know so i think i think it was all right that's funny it's just crazy to me to like see like other people like other states like especially watching like the world series you got people in texas and people in uh, georgia and like it's filled to the brim people are just like packed wall to wall this and that and i'm like i know i'm usually pretty sheltered but like i'm looking at like california's events and it's like yeah you're still spaced out still like wearing masks still like it's crazy it's crazy to see the differences for sure it wasn't at capacity there was like maybe 50 people there so it was like that's still a turn up I mean yeah it was a wild night Bruce it was so wild wild I could tell you text me you're like I'm running late I was like (laughs) why are you running late (laughs) no and and but it was like a long night I don't think I stayed out till 11 30 in a long time so I like didn't get to bed till late it was a slow morning reading the hockey news trying to get my life situated I had to wash my hair because I was wearing a wig and it was like I looked crazy and um so I was just running a little behind but no I mean as you know I don't even drink so it's not like I'm hungover it's just you know yeah just a different experience it brought me back to the like to my good old days crazy like It's just so different. It's so different when you don't drink anymore. And I was still able to have like just as much fun dancing and having a good time um, with the people I was with who were all drinking and having just as much fun. Um, But it was, it was, uh, it was a good time. I'm glad. I'm glad you had fun. This week's episode of the House of Hockey podcast is brought to you by NFL fans hungry for a big win this week. DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, has you covered. New customers can bet just $5 on any NFL team to win their game. And if they do, you win $200 in free bets. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. It's that simple. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state, DraftKings won't leave you empty-handed. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes all season long with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sports Contests. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Just download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN. Just bet $5 on any NFL team to win their game, and you win $200 in free bets. If they win, you win. With promo code THPN for the Hockey Podcast Network, this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. 
Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only, new customers only, minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required, one per customer, restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. This is a hard story to talk about. Just period, end of story. Yeah. So the story is in 2010, the Chicago Blackhawks video coach, Brad Aldrich, has been accused by who we now know as a former Blackhawks player, Kyle Beach, of sexually assaulting him. Uh, Kyle says, has filed a lawsuit claiming that Brad Aldrich uh, sexually assaulted him when he was playing with the team in 2010. He alerted the coaching staff, um, management, and there was an upper management meeting, which we now know due to the 100 plus 10 page report released by the Chicago Blackhawks, who did an internal investigation after the lawsuit was filed, that there was a meeting with management about what to do about Brad Aldrich and this case and they decided to wait until after the stanley cup playoffs to address it which is what is the biggest um most upsetting part of of all of this story so we now know that kyle beach has come forward he did a very very vulnerable interview on tsn if you haven't watched it you should really watch it if you haven't read the report you should really read the report so you can really get all of your facts and hear the whole story of what has happened. And I just feel really bad for Kyle Beach, who has been through this situation and the organization just really let him down and did not protect him. And that's just not something that should ever happen in any capacity, especially when he was brave enough to bring it up right after the incident happened and to take it to the people he trusted who are supposed to be protecting him. He was only 21 when this happened. And that's young. Like that's young. Think back to when you were 21 um, and to be in a situation where somebody's threatening your career um, and you are brave enough to talk to your coaches and think that they're going to do the right thing and and remove this guy while it's being investigated but he still had to play on the team and face him knowing what he had done to him and the whole thing so i applaud kyle for being willing to share his identity because in the lawsuit he originally filed it as john doe and to share his story because sexual assault and sexual abuse happens so often and so many people don't talk about it. One in four women and one in six men are sexually assaulted. Those are only the ones that have been reported. So I think Kyle is doing a great thing for people who have been at the hands of sexual abuse or sexual assault in any sort of way. Um, to know that they're not alone and that um, it's okay to speak up and, and you know, 
share what you need to. And so I'm just really disappointed in the Blackhawks organization for making those choices. We now know coach Quenville has been, has resigned from the Florida Panthers. He was the coach of the Blackhawks at the time. Uh, they Wurtzes, the owners of the Chicago Blackhawks have petitioned the hockey hall of fame to have Brad Aldrich's name removed from the Stanley cup. And what else? All of the upper management for the Blackhawks have been removed. And it's just a horrible story. It's a horrible situation. The organization let Kyle down like 100%. There's no denying that. There's no doubting that. The way in which Gary Batman and the organization decided to if you will, punish those who were involved in that meeting. I mean, that's their choice. That's a hard situation. Uh, it's a tough decision to make. How do you decide if somebody isn't directly involved in the crime, their punishment? Um, and that's what they decided. And that's what we have. I, don't, yeah, I mean, it's, I, I, it's like, what are you supposed to say? What are you supposed to say about this? It's like, it's horrible. Yeah, I think, I think it was a good thing that everything had come out because then it's opening up the eyes for everybody else. And if anybody else has been in the same situation that they should be able to come forward and say certain things. Um, but I and think know that they'll just, be believed. Yeah. And I think that although it's a really sad and unfortunate thing that had happened, um, just think about all the people that he's, that Kyle's going to be helping at this point, right? Um, but I think that the organization and the league in general need to stand behind him because I know that there was something that came out that said they were trying to go against what he was saying i, I could have yeah there's wrong. another lawsuit going on with the team and and kyle so there's still some stuff that's you know unfinished but kyle did meet with gary batman via video chat as well and batman said that you know he would help him with whatever mm -hmm. it is he needs therapy for him his family uh support the, the works I, I did read too that he had said even though all this is coming out and he does have a huge relief of, off of his shoulders that he still is dealing with it and has dealt with it for so many years that those kinds of things just don't go away um so I think as long as people believe him and are supportive of him and that there's massive changes moving forward so this doesn't happen again I think that's probably the only thing that will actually do something to help him and and heal him to some extent uh moving forward so yeah i mean it's hard you don't know what to say it's a tough conversation it's you just kind of hope for the best hope it doesn't happen again and hope it hasn't happened uh i don't know it's tricky yeah because we hear sure. about this across women's sports rampantly Right. Um, just recently, the U.S. women's uh, soccer, it was, is it the national team? I forget, but, you know, there were, there's allegations against coaches there about abusing and, and you know, sexual assault with the, with the girls. 
and the U.S. gymnasts. And mm-hmm. I mean, it's just a story that we are so used to hearing. And it's just so unacceptable that that is what's happening and what has been happening for so many years that it's only now coming uh, to light. And it's, it's just awful. You don't want to see it. You want to see it change. You want to see mm-hmm. people protected, not just in pro sports, but also in everyday life, because this doesn't just happen to athletes. This happens to, you know, everybody too, yeah too many people and it, and it shouldn't be happening and it's like no matter what you say about this story or how you comment mm-hmm. on it or how we talk about it you're gonna upset somebody or i'm not gonna say the right thing or i'm yeah. not gonna say enough of this or what about that or what about this and it's mm-hmm. like the one thing that i i i take away from this is that i hope people know that doing the right thing can be really hard and not feel good to do the right thing. But doing the wrong thing is like a hundred million times worse and painful. And the outcome is never better than, than just doing the right thing. As, right. as you can see in this example here. The other thought I had, which not to be in, in coming at this from any sort of insensitive place because mm-hmm the fans of the Blackhawks are not the focus of this story, but they are facing a different, like we're facing a different challenge now of like, are you allowed to be a fan of the team now? Like I've been a fan of this team my whole life. And then this happens. And am I like, am I going to get paint thrown at me if I wear a Blackhawks Jersey or like, should I be supporting this organization? They're working to right the wrongs, which I support because I do think we all make mistakes in our lives. And if we get, are given the opportunity to change and really want to, I don't think anybody should be denied that opportunity. Um, but it's like, what do you do? What, 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 what is that like? Like, what did Lakers fans do when that entire Kobe Bryant thing was going on with him cheating on mm-hmm. his wife? That was a huge story. Um, were people not fans of the Lakers? I mean, I, I'm not really sure what that looks like and and how that changes. And again, this is not the important thing, but this is the thing that's impacting people who are not connected to this story and a, mm-hmm. a true indirect um, effect is like, oh, okay, well, I love this team. I I love those boys. I loved Coach Q. Um, I'm so grateful for those Stanley Cups and those incredible years that are now just completely tarnished. You know, how how is that fair to like Kane and Taze and all these other people and all the other people, the good people in the organization who worked so hard to, to do this, you know, I, I, I'm not really sure what the point of it is I'm trying to make, but I'm just very unclear at the moment of how to proceed as a fan of the Chicago Blackhawks. Yeah. And before you even started saying that my next comment was going to be alongside of needing to do the right thing and trying to understand and be there for one another. 
uh, I think when it comes down to Blackhawks fans in general and the team in general, although they clearly have cleaned house of yeah. people who have, who should have said something, who should have come forward and who should have made it better. Um, it shouldn't have a direct response on players. Although the players, you know, Taze and Kane, they probably know, like knew, but what if their careers were in jeopardy as well of, if you come forward and say something, you know, I mean, there could be a deeper rooted issue that's there, but as far as the fans go and the organization as a whole, Blackhawks aren't going to go anywhere. Right. They're not just going to go and end up not being a team anymore. Um, But I think you need to be sensitive to the fact that even though these fans and these players may not have had a direct response um, or be related to this situation, it doesn't make it, easier or make them uh, a victim or innocent or whatever I'm trying to get to this. You need to be supportive of the fans of the team and not throw something at them. Cause at the end of the day, you didn't do anything wrong. Right. Your friends may not have done anything wrong. Your friends are friends, right? It's just, I, I don't know. I don't know how to, how to say it, but it's more of, you just got to be a good person. It's a, the hockey community is huge, right? you got to be supportive of one another. Even if you hate the freaking team and hate the fans, you're still a human being. They're still human beings. You're all kind of navigating it together. Um, it's just like that, uh, that one fan in Dallas that was saying, don't light a firework to the uh, Blue Jackets uh, goalie. Uh, his name, Elvis. Yeah, uh, yeah. So it's like one of those, it's like, don't do that. Like that is the worst thing you can possibly do don't translate that person towards any team, any player, any fan. Um, And I think that's where I'm trying to get to is don't be like that towards the Hawks or their fans or even their players, because you got to be better than that. You got to move forward in a direction and know what happened, be aware of what happened, Mm -hmm. but try to do better moving forward, I guess is uh the only thing anybody could ever do in any situation, right? Right. Because that's not sportsman-like conduct, that fan, you know, or the player saying that to Merseleekins or if somebody has something to say to me about continuing to choosing to continue to be a Blackhawks fan, you know, nobody's perfect. People make mistakes. They've owned up to their mistakes. They, mm-hmm. I, I, I have to say that that's one thing about this particular case is that they owned up to their faults and their wrongdoings, and they released it to the public. And, um, you know, Kyle is getting public apologies, which it doesn't make it better, right? And 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 it doesn't necessarily help it might help a little bit in the healing process, but like what was done to him is something that, you know, you deal with the rest of your life, but Mm -hmm. people who aren't in this sort of sports world, most victims of sexual abuse or sexual assault never get um, admittance or any sort of apology that the, the abuser did something wrong and Mm -hmm. that, they are sorry for what they did. And, you know, I think that's something to be aware of 
when you're just conversing with your friends because you don't know who has been in a similar situation like Kyle Beach, obviously not in the hockey space, but in, in real life. And, you know, you just have to be aware of that because people who have been sexually abused and sexually assaulted are afraid that they are not going to be believed and mm-hmm. taken serious and that it's their fault and all the things that Kyle has has said on record that we've heard. That's why I think it's really important if you uh, really want to learn and, and hear from his perspective is to watch his interview um, on TSN and just yeah. take that little bit of putting your, you know, what's, what is the saying? Um, walking a mile in somebody else's shoes yeah. and really trying to understand where they're coming from. And, um, you know, there's no room for that kind of shit talking in, in mm-hmm. the hockey fan space on, on any account, in my opinion. The best way to maybe, uh, in this here would be to just be a good person, know that the people that were involved uh, quite frankly, are going down with the ship. Uh, they've been, uh, you know, they resigned. They are taking the actions that they probably should be taking. And um, I think that you just have to, like what you said, you know, walk a, a mile in Kyle's shoes and watch that interview. Sure. And I think you just got to be supportive of one another and um, always, always have an open ear because you never know who needs to hear it. And if you're shut off to anything, um, that's not going to make anything better. So I think just be a good person, uh, be supportive and and just listen as much as you can. I agree. And as we can see, transitioning now back to the on ice activities of the NHL, all of this, I think is what has been the biggest, one of the biggest direct impacts on the performance of the Chicago Blackhawks on ice Mm -hmm. who have had a horrendous start to the season they are oh and seven um no opinions about it just stating facts people just stating facts okay (laughs) um the coyotes it also might have nothing to do with that because the yotes are also oh and seven and they don't have a horrible scandal and um, terrible lawsuit going on around them. So could it just be coaching and player issues? Probably, but they are not doing well. Those are the two teams uh, in the league that have not had a win as of October 31st, which, you know, it's a long season, but it's going to be a really long season for the Blackhawks and the Yotes fans, regardless. I don't think any of us are coming out on top this year, but the Canes and the Panthers are still undefeated as of October 31st. The Canes are seven and oh, the Panthers are eight and oh. Let's talk about the top since we don't need to talk anymore about the uh, bottom of the rankings in the, in the league. How do you feel about the Canes and the Panthers being undefeated so far? It's crazy. I, I love it. First of all, I think uh, you have to have those teams that are, I don't want to say underrated because they've obviously been uh, performing really well over the last couple of years, but I think that people just don't think that they are hockey towns. Right. So to see them at the top, uh, you gotta love it. You gotta love to see it. And with the Panthers being at the top, but now no longer having coach Quenville, Mm -hmm. that will be interesting to see how that plays out 
And Definitely. I think we'll really get to see how much a coach, uh, a head coach has an impact on uh, a team or has he put in enough time and work with that core group to get them where they're at, that it's sort of a, a machine that just runs itself. But right. uh, I'm here for this. I'm also here for Ryan Whitney of the Spit and Chicklets podcast saying that this year is the year the New York Islanders are going to win the Stanley Cup. And I believe I said something similar to that at one point before the season started. Like they, I, I think I said more along the lines that they are working to build a Stanley Cup style winning team. Mm -hmm. Like they're really going for it this season. Yeah. Will they win it? I don't think I had the balls to say that. <laughs> I mean, it could be anyone's game. I mean, we've said that from, from the start. I mean, even bringing it back to the whole baseball thing, mm -hmm. the Braves were not on trend to do anything good postseason, right? And here they are. Uh, one went away from, from winning it all. So anything can happen. The season's really long, so you still have a ton of time to, to figure it out. I know. I think I might have to just start watching Kraken games because, you know, I'm I'm here for all their in-game stuff. Do you see this? They throw a salmon now yeah. when they win games. Incredible. Absolutely incredible. Just, they do the the Tanev cam. Did you see that? I did. That Where's was like, so funny. They're like. <laughs> and you know, when that cam comes, like when that that in that in-game thing goes on you know every single fan in there is all making that face when they see the camera go on any person like it's a natural yeah. reflex to be like you know yeah. when you see the camera i was like this organization gets it it gives me a little bit of hope that you know i'm just so happy that they have embraced our our hockey world good part the good parts of our hockey culture <laughs> Right, exactly. And I do want to make a, a comment on teams playing well. Yeah. I think that the Flames may be the most underrated right now. The who, right? Like what team? The Flames, yeah, really? The freaking <laughs> Flames. I mean, Tell as me of why. today. Okay, so as of today, right, uh, October 31st, they have just been playing so well, especially within this last week. And I know everyone's like, well, that last week, whatever. Besides the point, they've been playing so well and they are just firing the puck at the net. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Like firing it. So they've won and I'll, I'm just going to give you a couple stats here. Yeah. So they have won three to zero against the Red Wings. Okay. Then it was four to three versus the Caps. Then it was five to three versus the Devils. And then they won four and oh against the Pens and the Flyers. Okay. I support this opinion. So because all know. of those teams, the Capitals are like in this it's in second in their division. Um who were the I other mean teams? the Pens and the Flyers are doing really well. The Devils have been doing well. I mean and by doing well, I mean take that with a grain of salt, right? I mean you're still a couple weeks into the season, but to see that kind of momentum going and Daryl Sutter obviously coaching the Flames when people were doubting him with the Kings, even though he brought two cups. Uh, to LA it's just one of the I mean players on the Kings were not uh, a big fan of Sutter towards the end so that's why it was a little dicey but uh, to see the Flames having that kind of success almost makes you think I mean does he have the winning juju still tied to him I mean it certainly appears that way and the, 
those scores against those particular teams, I think says a lot. Teams, they fluctuate. They do really good. They do really bad. There's a lot of goals. There's not a lot of goals. And the perfect example of that would be the Kings, right? So they beat the Golden Knights on the opening night. It was like five to two or whatever the ending score was. Mm -hmm. And it was like, holy crap, these are the Kings. Like, this is the team, right? And then they go and lose six in a row. So there's they did the lose. Kings. There's <laughs> the Kings. So they lost Drew Doughty and Sean Walker within one game of each other, right? For knee injuries. Drew Doughty's going to be out for six weeks. Sean Walker's done for the season. Ugh. That's a huge loss on the blue line. Yeah. But I mean, the Kings won yesterday, Saturday, uh, to to lose or to end their six game six game losing streak. They won, I want to say it was five to two. So I don't know. I mean, they can score goals. They're just not doing anything. Nope, they're not. I have to, speaking of Halloween, I have to say, we talked about some of the players last week in their costumes for Halloween. Yeah. TJ Oshie is like one of my most favorite players in the league now. His Halloween costume, he won flipping Halloween. He went as the cool mom from Mean Girls, fake boobs and wig and everything. I died laughing when I saw that picture today. He, I love it. He is so confident and comfortable in himself and does it for the funny as it, as it would seem that he would be willing to dress up as a woman. I just, I love it. He's so funny. And his wife, um, Lauren went as Regina George and TJ went as Regina George's mother, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The cool mom. Yeah. Like a hip the mom. cool mom. Like the cool mom. And she had the burn book and everything. I huh, love it. One. That is He's, absolutely hilarious. I, th- I think he might be my new favorite current league player. Okay. Just like off on ice. He's incredible. I love his hustle. I love his camaraderie with Tom Wilson. I love... Uh, I, I think he's a really good player, obviously, because he is his family, the, the things he does off the ice and, and, you know, he's dressed up as a princess for his daughters before. And I just, I, I think it's nice to see, he's one of those guys that we get to see a lot of his personality through right. social media. And I think that makes a big difference when you can see a little bit more of that and, and who they are. And maybe I, I think so much of that translates to how they play on the ice as well. So, you know, I agree. I agree out there. Fully agree with that. TJ Oshie wins Halloween. It does. I did see, I have uh, someone I know and it was really funny and I was really hoping we would see one of, uh, one of the guys dress up as it. So her boyfriend wore a blonde wig, mm-hmm. right? So stubble and everything and then she was just herself but like they were dressed alike and he was wearing a shirt that said unfiltered and she was wearing a shirt that said filtered so and I laughed so hard because I'm like that is so funny that's perfect and like easy to do too you know yeah anything else Uh, I mean I don't think so I think the the Leafs are playing well um as far as uh, i'll do my little report the leafs are playing well morgan riley just signed a huge contract so i think that's really going to do well uh for the leafs in general um 
you know, the Leafs get a lot of hate. And I think that the only way to shut down those haters and there's something that came out was, you know, they just had to win. And so they've been doing that. They've been performing really well. Uh, the Preds, they're playing okay. They're really sloppy, like can't connect a pass. They're just fumbling down the ice. Um, every single game seems to be a, they're just squeaking by if they do win. And if not, it's kind of like, what are you doing? Like, mm-hmm. do something. So hopefully they'll uh, they'll catch their bearings and do something else. But other than that, I don't really have too much going on. It's been a little bit more of a mellow week. I've been more focused on the World Series. So, <laughs> As you should, as, as, as the beginning of uh, hockey season, it's a long one for us. So, yeah. Exactly. That's I hope right. your team wins, Breezy. Thank you. I hope they do too. I'll take my pearls and I'll just go see myself out. Thanks for coming over to our House of Hockey podcast and hanging out with us. We'll be back next week with a brand new episode. And in the meantime, you can follow us on social media. Just look for House of Hockey podcast. We'll be back next week.